and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest this week is legendary actor Burt Ward. And Burt portrayed Dick Grayson, better known as Robin, on the legendary TV show in the 60s, Batman. We talk about all things Batman, the legacy of that show, his relationship with Adam West, shares a great story regarding Bruce Lee. And Burt, earlier this year, received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But you know what? He's a real-life superhero because him and his wife, Tracy, have rescued over 15,000 dogs in the past three decades. He talks about that. And they also started a pet food company called Gentle Giants. It started off with dog food and branched out into cat food. Talk about that. I mean, he's a real-life superhero. I mean, it's amazing what he's done with rescuing all those dogs. And such a nice guy. And quick, to the interview. So, Bert, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And 2020 uh, has been, even comic book writers couldn't make up the, the, this crazy year. Um, and it's a lot of people who are under quarantine got dogs. And we, we, we got a quarantine puppy this year. And I know you deal with a lot of rescues, a lot of rescues. So how has this year been for you in, in that regards? Well, um, well, let me tell you what's happened. Over the last 26 years, my wife and I have rescued more than 15,500 dogs. Every one of those 15,500 would likely have been put to death if we hadn't stepped in and rescued them. Some of them on the very last day from animal shelters just before they were euthanized. Um, we started with giant breed dogs, and then people would sometimes bring a dog to us and they say, well, here's my Great Dane, but I've got this chihuahua and I guess I'll just have to take the chihuahua to the shelter and my chihuahua will be put to sleep. And my wife and I would look at each other and say, no, 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 give us the chihuahua. And so over time, yeah. uh, well, actually there's 164 breeds of dogs and we have 45 different breeds. Wow. So although we started as Great Dane Rescue, we became gentle giants because primarily we have the really big dogs, but we have little ones as well. Right. But my yeah. wife has redefined the term Great Dane to mean if it has four legs and a tail, it must be a great name. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but in the course of saving so many lives, particularly with the large and giant breed dogs, they traditionally have a very short lifespan, usually seven to nine years in the case right. of Great Danes, only six to eight years in the in uh, case of Irish Wolfhounds and Mastiffs. So those that we didn't adopt, sometimes we would lose one. And it was so emotionally devastating for my wife, Tracy and I, that we decided, no, we're going to try to do something if we can to yeah. find a way to help these beautiful, gentle dogs. And it's so amazing. People are intimidated by big dogs, but it's really just the opposite. The bigger they are, the more gentle they are. That's why they call them gentle giants. And they're so gentle. I have two giant Great Danes. I could literally take my pinky finger of each hand and by the collar with my little finger right. and anywhere I want to go, they're going to go. They're just so gentle and so loving. Right. So we, we were so disturbed by losing them some, you know, seven, eight, nine years old that we, we said, we're going to try. Well, the thing that we noticed because all these dogs were living in our home with us, we never had less than 50 in our house simultaneously, wow. never less than 50. And in the first month, we had 102 Great Danes and 62 puppies under seven weeks of age. We didn't breed anything. We've never bred, but we rescued because shelters would say, oh, we just got a litter of Great Dane puppies and it's not safe in the shelter because there's so many animals. There could be some disease. Please take them out quick, quick, quick. 
So my wife was getting no sleep because she was sleeping on the floor, trying to sleep on the floor in the kitchen while getting the, uh, the babies to nurse with the mothers. And then when one mother would finish and have to get up to go out to the bathroom, here we'd, come, we'd incubate and keep them warm, the first group. And here's the next wow. group, got to be attached. I mean, just imagine seven simultaneously. By the time you got finished with the seventh one, it's time to start the first one again. I mean, she was getting zero sleep. Thank goodness she normally only sleeps two hours a night, which is extremely rare. Yeah. But she wasn't even getting the two hours. Oh. So the thing that we did, because we couldn't stand to see them, you know, dying so young, is that we noticed by the way we fed them that we developed certain feeding and care techniques that we feed dogs actually different than other people do. We care for them differently. And what we ended up seeing was a increase in the average lifespan of every dog by about three years. Okay. Now, in the case of a Great Dane that normally only lives seven to nine years, yeah. to go on average of increasing their lifespan 10 to 12 years is a pretty, pretty impressive thing to begin with. But then we got to the point where we said we've done everything in terms of feeding and care. The only thing we know that we could do perhaps differently is to make food. And because we can afford it, we went out and we, I mean, and this is mainly for our rescue. We weren't intending to sell it right, yeah. ever. It was like, what do you do with 50 dogs in your house? You got to feed them and you, yeah. you want them to live long. So we went to the top four people, nutritionists that we could find in the pet field and attempted to create the finest dog food in the world, which I believe we actually have. Right. But something happened in the course of doing that that changed our lives forever we found out that other dog food companies, or of course that are totally in the business of making money, with Tracy and I, um, my wife, uh, we don't even take a salary. I mean, this is all about really loving animals. But we found out that dog food companies know something the average person doesn't know, which is the more fat content you put in dog food, right. the hungrier it makes dogs. The hungrier the dogs are, the more they eat. The more they eat, the more you buy. Right. And right. it as much as 30% increase by filling the food with fat, which is, of course, not nutritious for the dog oh. at all. And one of the things I, I like to tell people, I say, if you you think if somebody's told you that you have the great, wonderful food, go to the people who make the food, go to anyone and say, hey, if this is such a great food, show me photos and videos of how long dogs are living eating this food. And besides us there, I don't think there's anyone in the world that can show dogs living. We have them up to 27 and a half years running around like puppies at 24, 25. Um, but so the thing is, is that we, we tell people, if you want to check out your dog's food to feel it, find out if it's good or not, go pick up a few kibbles in your fingers, you know? Yeah. Rub, rub them in your fingers, put your, the kibbles down, rub your fingers together and see if you don't feel that slightly greasy feeling. Well, guess what? Every single dog food we're aware of, you feel that greasy feeling. Right. Well, what is that and why is it there? That is chicken fat, bacon fat, some meat fat, beef fat, whatever it is sprayed on the outside to make dogs hungrier, okay? And, 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 the, and, and people don't say, well, I don't even want to handle dog food because it's too greasy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I said, well, there you are. Now you, you don't even have to do the test to know what you right. got. Right. But, but let me tell you how really bad it is. People think, well, it can't be really that bad or they wouldn't do it, would they? Oh, yes, they would. And here, here's what you should keep in mind. Think of it this way. I ask people, would you take a can of bacon fat and pour it down your garbage disposal at home? Would, would you do that? 
No, nobody would do that because they know that unlike water that evaporates, yeah. animal fat coagulates. And when it hardens, it's like cement. And right. if you took a can of bacon fat or chicken fat or turkey fat, whatever, and poured it down a garbage disposal at home, once it hardened, you'd be buying a new garbage disposal. You can't even get it out. Okay. Right. So the point is this, that when you realize that animal fat will ruin a metal garbage disposal, what do you think is happening to the arteries right. and intestines of your dog when every single meal, every single day, every single bite, every kibble is encapsulated in animal fat? It can cut and does cut their lifespan, we've seen, as much as in half, if not more. So when people are, don't understand why their dog is going, be, you know, the dog can't get up anymore because the arteries are clogged, arter, you know, intestines are clogged, and they take it to the vet to be euthanized at 10 or 11 or 12, they don't understand how we can have dogs running around, not just, you know, people say, oh, if you really could have a dog lift to 27 and a half years, I'll bet it couldn't even walk. Oh, no, <laughs> these dogs are running around like puppies in their mid-20s, but you can't do that with regular dog food. I've never seen it. I don't think anybody else has ever seen it. So we put out this food, which can allow them and does allow them to live up to 27 and a half years along with our feeding program. But because we don't take any salary from it, our cost is much less. Right. Therefore, we say to people, if you go to a pet store, you're gonna pay twice as much for right. a food that would be similar to ours. It's not gonna be exact because it's gonna still have the grease on the outside. I said, so our motto is half the price and twice the life. That's really what our motto is. Right. And we, I just got an um, email two weeks ago from a, a man. You know, I, I, we get them from all over the country. We have millions yeah. of people feeding their dogs our food. And he wrote to me, he said, uh, Mr. Ward, he says, you don't know me, but I just want you to know, I just lost my German Shepherd, but, but he's been on your food his entire life. And he's 23 years old when he died. Wow. 23 years old wow. for a German Shepherd. Average lifespan, again, seven to nine years yeah. for a shepherd. He lived triple. Triple his normal lifespan. Yeah. So yeah. we're thrilled about that. And then <clears throat> now we're coming out with cat food. Okay. And my wife, Tracy, and I, our Gentle Giants cat food, just now come on the market. They can go to our website, GentleGiantsDogFood.com or GentleGiantsCatFood.com or GentleGiantsPetProducts.com. And they can read about our, our new cat food. But the reason we made cat food is we don't pretend to be experts with cats like we are with dogs. I mean, we're still probably far more knowledgeable than the average person because right. we've rescued more than 300 cats in the last 25 years. And those cats have been here, 300 of them until we found them a home, okay? So, uh, but what happened last year was such an amazing thing. We had gotten some what they call feral cats, meaning like a wild cat that's really not domesticated. And how we came about it, we were transporting dogs to the West Coast and, and, and a, a, a person, the transporter said, you know, I have these five feral cats. Um, if I take them to the shelter, they're for sure going to die because, you know, you, they're, they're not around, used to be around humans. They're afraid to death. They right. said, but, you know, you've got this beautiful big building on your property. You could put them in there with some food and cat pans and they could live. And, and besides, you wouldn't have any mice if, you, if there were mice yeah. around. You, right. you know, they, they, they're wonderful. You know, they keep keep anything out. And I said, well, gee, all right, let's save their lives. Well, we did a test and our test was we put regular cat food down for them. And then we put our dog food down for them okay. just out of curiosity yeah. to see what happened. 
we found out over time, 75% of what they ate was our dog Most food. Only wow. 25% was the cat food. Okay. Yeah. And, and here's the interesting thing. We lost the last two cats last year. One was 32 years old. Oh, wow. The other was 31 years old. Wow. Way above their normal lifespan. Right. And so knowing that we have something really great, we went back to the same nutritionists and yep. we said, look, we know cats need a little more protein. They need a little this and all of that. Give us the finest cat food in the world. And they took our dog food formula because it's really, it's pure nutrition. We don't have right. chemicals or preservatives. It's pure nutrition. And they modified it for cats. And now we have our new cat food and it is just, it, it, we've been testing it for a year, but now we put it out and the results we're getting are amazing. Right. Every single person who's given it to their cat, right. you know, and cats are really picky. <laughs> Let me tell you, they can be very, very picky. Right. Everyone loved our food and some of them have been healed from illnesses over the cat course of the last year when no other food would do it. And even after eight surgeries, one vet told us that the only thing he can feed his cat and keep him alive is our food. Wow. That, you know, and again, it, it warms our heart. We're not course, taking yeah. any money from this, yeah. but what we are doing is we're, we're, we're saving lives and we're keeping them alive longer. Right. But I, I will tell you, Noel, I've only had one complaint. Okay. Here's the complaint. They say to me, Bert, you and your wife, Tracy, you're so nuts for dogs and cats. Oh, it's all you care about. That's all you live for is to help them live longer and all of this right. stuff. Why don't you do something for humans? Well, you are. And I, said, well, and I said, well, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that if I help you keep your dog or cat an extra five or 10 or maybe even 15 years longer that I'm not doing something for you? And they go, oh, yeah, well, never thought of it that way. You know what I mean? And it's, it is, and, and that's the reality. And every day we work seven days a week. We take no salary. Our, uh, we have almost zero overhead. We work out of our home. Wow. We don't even have employees. We have everything so magnificently arranged that every single penny that goes to that cat food is yeah. only what we charge the stores or the people to be right. able to get it from us. We wow. make nothing on it. People say, oh, well, no, no, no. I know what you mean. You just don't take a salary, but yeah. you take this profit and you put it to your rescue. I say, oh, no, no, no. No, yeah. you don't understand. If, if dog food costs me $25, yeah. make it and bag it and ship it, that's what I'm going to charge the store. We're, we're, we're not designed to make anything on this. Oh. It's loving animals. And as a result, we've been really very successful. And, and that's, that's, that's the thrill that my wife and I get. I mean, life, Noel, is the most precious commodity in the world. Right. Absolutely. You know, I mean, what could be more precious than, than, than life? Okay. Right. And if you can give someone, and I'll just think of how many elderly people now are, are in our country that, that, you know, maybe their kids have, you know, grown up, moved out. Maybe they have a spouse, maybe they don't, but they know one thing, that pet, whether it's a cat or a dog, that is their best friend. That may be their last friend on earth, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and why not help them? Because not everybody's well to do. I, I want to make our cat food and dog food affordable for everybody. So that even somebody on a limited pension or or on social security or doing the best they can to raise some kids. They all love their pets just as equally. Right. Why not make something for them, for people? Yeah. We don't yeah. need to make anything. We need the people to have a better life. And they will when their dogs and cats live longer and healthier. Right. And speaking about health, 
Our dogs here are so healthy, and, and this you might find amazing, that they only go to a veterinarian every three years for a $10 rabies update. Wow. All you have to do is go check out the price of veterinarian care. It's, oh, I like know. <laughs> it's insanely expensive, but our dogs are so healthy. And, and things that you hear about more recently, there tend to be trends in illnesses, and I believe they're absolutely food-related. You know, like there's uh, there there's um, uh, stones in their you know gallbladders. There's there's I mean excessive fur balls. I mean there's all kinds of things in dogs and cats. We don't have those here. Period. Yeah. We've never had a dog with kidney disease, liver disease, any of these common diseases that people now talking about is the latest the latest disease, and we don't want to have them. And, and I honestly, and the other thing we do is that we don't have any warehouses. You know, every dog food company, if they show you, you can see, go online, sometimes see photos of their warehouses with like, looks like out of uh, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. I yeah. mean, these giant warehouses full right. of dog food waiting for somebody to buy it for them to ship it out. We don't believe in that. What we believe is the sooner a dog eats the food that was made fresh for it, the better the nutrition. Right. So therefore, we have no warehouses. Every single day, Monday through Friday, we make our dog food and our cat food. And the next day, you have to wait till it cools down before you can you know, yeah. send it out. It is bagged and sent out the next day fresh. And we're getting it to people where it's so fresh, it just makes a huge difference, not just in the taste of the dog, but in the nutrition to the dog or the cat. That's great. I'm I'm gonna have to pick up some from my 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 puppy now. He just turned seven months actually today. So really, yeah. well, you know, I, I'll tell you a funny thing. Most people, we and we tell people this, and and believe me, it, it, it's they find it a little bit hard to believe. But most people, after a month on our food, their dog or cat, they will call us and tell us they think they have a different pet. They right. can't believe it's the same dog. For example, um, the coats are better. The dog is calmer. The dog isn't panicking to eat all the time because we haven't put the fat in it right you know all the other dog food companies almost every one has a fat content which you can see on the back of the bag under guaranteed analysis of 12 to 22 percent crude fat yeah that's not healthy fat we're not talking avocado fat we're talking saturated fats the bad fat 12 to 22 percent we only have what's actually in the food naturally which is about nine percent Wow. And, and, you know, where you, you've heard of health, you know, good fats and bad fats, what's natural in food tends to be better fats than what is added yeah. to food. So it, it, all of these things work together. And the last thing that is very important, something that's really come up in the last few years, we have a video on our website, right now it's on our dog food website, gentlegiantsdogfood.com. We have a special feeding and care yep. program section. And you can see this video it was put together by veterinarians from all across the country. We didn't have any part of it. But here's what they're saying in today's world. They're saying that many years ago, as a young practicing vet, they would see one or two cases of cancer a month. Now they're seeing five to seven cases of cancer a week. Wow. Why? They attribute it to what's called GMOs, genetically modified organisms in the food. Our food, every one of our foods is non-GMO. Everything, the the fruits, the vegetables, the meat, 
every single thing is non-GMO. So again, we are avoiding these pitfalls and the corners that are get cut by other companies to do this because we're making a product that we feed to our dogs. And speaking of feeding to our dogs, you, you know how much we feed every single day, Noel? I could only imagine. <laughs> well, let's give it a, the actual number, 600 pounds a day. Wow. Every single day, right? seven days a week for the last 26 years. That is a lot of dog food. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah. So about like on average, how long did the dog stay with you before they find a new home? <clears throat> well, let me tell you, we, we were adopting them very fast. We were adopting as many as 50 a week. Wow. But now the ones that we didn't adopt are still here with us. Okay. And what's actually happened is we're not currently able to take in any new dogs because we are filled with right. dogs that by the way are older. In fact, the youngest dogs we have here are 14 years wow. old and people want to adopt, you know, a young dog, yeah, you know, two, a year, two, three, four years, not yeah. 14 years. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you, you, you tell people, Oh, well, I, the youngest dog I've got here is a 14 year old great Dane. If they go to their veterinarian, the veterinarian said, well, that's impossible. There's no great Dane in the world could live 14 years. Well, actually our great Danes, we've had up to 22 years all the other breeds we've had up to 27 yep. years wow. so it's still it's still amazing yeah. but we, we so we've actually become a sanctuary you know yeah. and 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 i'll tell you something every once in a while we we get a couple of our dogs back which we'll take in right. and earlier this year it was kind of sad because somebody called us and they and they said oh well wait a minute he the, the, the guy this guy loves his dogs why are they being given back oh he died Oh. The dogs outlasted him. Yep. <laughs> so we need to bring them back because our agreement is we will protect these dogs for life. We, we adopt them as into per what we believe and hope to be permanent homes. Right. But if something happens, we always take our dogs back. Oh, that's great. Now, so they outlive the people. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, now I get people saying, wait a minute, if I eat this dog food, can I live an extra 20 years? And I said, well, no, I don't no, want to make it that way. Yeah. Like that. No, no, right. no. <laughs> yeah. Now, when did like your love affair of dogs, you know, start? Was it like when you were- Oh, when I was a kid. Right. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I remember as a child uh, and things were so different then. In, in the days when I was a child, dogs lived in dog houses outside. People lived inside their homes and that was it. Over the years, now more recently, people have dogs that they say, well, um, they come in every night. But during the day, they need to be outside and have fresh air. Well, actually, that's not true. I mean, our dogs here are in and out all day long. Right. I mean, you have doggy doors. So they want to go out, they go out. They right. want to come back in, they come back in. But we find that our dogs are so nurtured by the environment in our home that they only go out for maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And, mm -hmm. and if, if we've got one of our doggy doors clawed, uh, right close, you know, temporarily while we're cleaning the floors right. or something, they're tearing at our doors to get back in. <laughs> right. They want to be inside, but they like, so they want to go in and out. They, it's kind of like the freedom to make a choice instead of always being told, well, you only get this or you only yeah. get that. We give freedom to our dogs. Great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So like I, I grew up with three dogs. I can only imagine, you know, the amount you had and three was always a lot. Uh, we got ours a couple months ago, finally, because my daughter who's 10 now, was uh -huh. afraid of dogs. Nothing ever happened, but she just was always afraid. <laughs> now, 
now it's her best friend. You oh, know, absolutely. Her, her cousin got one, so she wanted one. And oh, that's great. Yeah, the best friends. It's you know, play outside. You know, our daughter when great. we moved here, our daughter was three years old, and right. we got her a dog. And at three years of age, actually, we got it. We got the, this dog when she, when our daughter was um, six months old. Excuse, no, excuse me. Our daughter was a year and a half old, and we got her puppy that was six months old. And and our our daughter's puppy has grown up now and has been with her for more than 20 years. That's great. I mean, just yeah. think what a great thing for a, a, a child to grow yeah. up with a pet, but in 99 and a half percent of the cases, yeah. by the time the child is 10 or 11 years old, yeah. you know, if they, if they had the dog for eight or 10 years, right. it's over. It doesn't have to be that way. No, it, doesn't. it doesn't have to be, you know, our, our daughter has had her same pet, for more than 20 years why not let every every child that i mean ch children shouldn't have to face potential of death anything when they're young right. you know but if you take care of them you give the right nutrition and and you know follow our feeding and care program and people call us all the time we get 1100 phone calls a week no right 1100 a week oh well what about this and how do i do that and how much food do i give here and how many times a day do i feed and how high do i elevate the feet i mean let me tell you i've got the there <laughs> i mean I, I think i'm programmed with my answers i could just even in my sleep say oh here's your answer to your problem right but, but we help people and people love that because in today's world if you have a question about your dog unless it's a medical question who are you going to call ghostbusters yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. I mean, because uh, we also have a, a soon-to-be 16-year-old who always wanted a dog and a right. one-year-old. So the one-year-old, and then you put them on the floor together, he's licking him, he's laughing. So they're going to grow up together as well. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, That's great. Yeah, I'm going to definitely get your dog food. But uh, where else could we get the dog food besides the website? Oh, oh, well, oh, no, it's all over. We're in a little chain of stores called Walmart. You might have heard, heard of it. I've heard of it, yeah. Another small chain called Target. Okay, heard of yeah, you know, And we're actually in spotted across the country in various grocery chains, but also online with okay. Walmart.com, Target.com, Petco.com, PetSmart.com, TractorSupply.com, and our own General Giants PetProducts.com. Okay, that's great. So yeah, so they it's very easy. And today's world, you know, they have they're so competitive in in selling dog food and cat food that. You get free delivery, right? I mean, you know, I mean, hey, too. <laughs> and, and and I'll tell you, if you live back east and you have, you know, and maybe especially in New England, and you've got these winters, and you're going to the store and yep. lifting a thirty-pound bag and trying to walk on snow or ice, right. you know what I mean? I know. Something there. Safe for <laughs> yeah. having it delivered right to your house, right. where you don't have to do anything; just open the door, take it, and say thank you, goodbye. That's perfect. Yeah, I I, I have a I have a. Two targets within ten minutes of me. I have a Petco, and you know, I think all the internet. So, I'll well, Petco, we're in there. We're not in the stores yet. We're Petco.com. Okay. The stores are Target and Walmart. All the rest are .com temporarily. Okay. But, you know, as we grow, eventually it'll come into the you know into the right. stores. It's kind of a big deal doing distribution. You know, I'm sure. I mean, you, I'm sure. you know, our food has been around since two thousand and five. That's wow. fifteen years, and we're still technically in terms of retail stores, only in 19% of the market. Okay. There's another 81% oh, yeah. in the U.S. alone. Right. Plus, we're, we're the number one selling product in Walmart in Canada. 
oh, over wow. every other product. I'm mean, not just dog food over right. everything. Right. The number one selling product in the Canadian Walmarts is General Giants dog food. Wow. And, and we, right. they have pallets out in, on the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fill yeah. 70, 80 bags on a pallet in all 410 Walmarts in Canada. And they're replacing them every like week or two with wow. another pallet. I mean, it just people are really, uh, yeah. they, they, you know, they're doing well in our food. Very well, dogs. That's great. Yeah. So when we're done here, I'm, I'm going to go onto the website. I'm going to pick up some and I'll, I'll let you know how, how my, my dog does. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's talk about, I guess, the uh, two people behind you and your background. The, oh, yeah. 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 Let's see, that guy, one guy there holding the bazooka is quite yeah. familiar to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, what was the other one? I've known him for only 50 yeah, years. I, I know. Um, the show, I mean, it's over 50 years now. The, the legacy of that show, are you surprised how, like, we're still talking about it to this day? Well, you know, I'll tell you why. Yes and no. Yes, because just the sheer length of that much time is is truly amazing. Right. But, but uh, think about it. Our show was a total family show. I mean, it was for everybody in right. the family. For kids, it was the hero worship of... You know, I mean, just think, riding around in the Batmobile, climbing walls, fighting heinous yeah. villains for good and justice yeah. in the American way. I mean, it was the fantasy of every child, boy or girl, you know? And then for the adults, there was the nostalgia of the comic book. You know, they, a lot of adults had read Batman comic books growing up, Right. okay? And for the teenagers and the college kids, at the time Batman came out, that was a very tough market to get people to watch television at that time. It was like, that was a period when there was so much rebellion in the mid sixties. It's right. like, I don't want to watch television. I want to go cruise the local, you know, yeah. uh, drive through, you know what I mean? Or drive in then it was a drive in yeah. drive through. And, uh, but because of the humor and the campy style and the suggestive double meanings and all the stuff, the college kids and the high school kids became fanatics on right. Batman. There was something for everybody. And the people that are adults today, they remember very fondly growing up with Batman and Robin in their living room twice a week. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, was, I wasn't I was alive when it originally aired, but I watched it in syndication all the time. And, you know, right. and it's I still pick it up here and there. I have DVDs and it's, it's fantastic. But yeah. And it's on television, believe it or not. Yeah, there's a couple of stations. Yeah. There's MeTV, there's right. this IFG or something TV. Yeah. And there's a couple of other various stations that do carry Batman, right. but, and then our Batman movie is shown. And, and by the way, yeah. we're still in over a hundred countries at, at the time we were in 400 countries. Wow. Now there's more than a hundred countries right. that still are showing reruns of Batman. Yeah. yeah. And you were able to uh, reprise Dick Grayson last year on the- Oh, hour. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Supergirl. 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 Right. That, that yeah. was fun. But right. also prior to that, I did Robin animated. and Dick Grayson in these yeah. animated features, right. which um, came out, I think it was uh, two, uh, 2016, 2018, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and the, the one in 2016 was voted the best animated right. superhero movie of the year. Yeah. It, very, very highly rated. And it was even in theaters for a brief time before it went, uh, you know, into a DVD and online. Um, but no, I, and Adam West was in those and, yeah. you know, and in the last one, um, Batman versus Two Face. It was William Shatner. Two Face, William Shatner. Yeah. I mean, think about it. What were the two most iconic television shows in history? Star Batman Trek. and Star Trek. Yeah. And to have the actors working together. I mean, you know, and 
Shatner is amazing and yeah. incredibly talented, a very funny man. He kind of, he and Adam, they were kind of competitive with each other, but sure. you know something, they were very similar in, in ways, you know, right. they had that very dry sense of humor right. and, 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 and they thought in a, in very creative, funny ways, you know, and yeah. yet at the same time, very intellectual. Right. And, you know, Adam had like a second career voice. He was basically voicing Adam West, Mayor Adam West on uh, Family Guy. Mayor West. Yeah. You right. Know? Yeah. Family Guy, you know. Yeah. And, uh, oh, no, it, it, we all had a great time. We made incredible number of personal appearances. Sure, I've, sure. I've made more than 7,000 personal appearances, wow. signing more than eight and a half million right. autographs. And then I stopped counting. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Better off. That's too much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What were you supposed to do any this year? Well, what happened is this. Um, what I, my wife said, you know, Bert, you've been on the road for so much of your life. In fact, there was a period after Batman that I was doing um, 300 cities a year in wow. 365 days to go yeah. to 300 cities. I was living out of a suitcase. I did that for 25 years. And then my wife and I have been married now for 31 years. And she basically said, okay, you had enough. You stay home with me and we'll do virtual appearances, which we're now putting together thanks to Zoom and other things right. like that. You know, you can do these appearances where people can talk to you and even get a video of, right. of your, the communication. And we're working on a printer that I, I, I can sign my name yeah. that is actually printed in on a Sharpie pin on the actual glossy photo on the other end that comes out in an event. Oh, so wow. That's you can say, oh, you know, uh, you know, make make my photo out to Noel. Okay, to my dear friend, Noel, best wishes, Burt Ward Robin. And it prints out with my exact signature and, and with the same Sharpie that oh, I would course. sign if I were there in person. Wow. But the better thing about the whole thing is that yeah. instead of just walking away with a photo, you walk away with a photo and a video of, uh, you know, just yeah. like we're on now, here's a video of meeting yeah. and talking and ask, asking questions and getting them answered. Right. And this way you might have some more time, you know, talking with you rather than being in person where it's- Instead, Well, being on an airplane, every time I leave where I live, it's like two to three flights to get to where I am. I'm right. spending a whole day in transport right. each yeah. way where my gosh, and, and look, plus people want me to come to Australia. Well, I'm not going to fly 20 hours to Australia. You know, I mean, it's, that's too much. Yeah. But no. virtually, yes, I can go to Australia. Absolutely. Right. So that's, that's sort of what the plans are. And then of course we got hit by this COVID virus, which a horrible nightmare. And, you know, um, we all have to be really careful. So, you know, uh, and I mean, hopefully we'll have a vaccine soon and vote, you know, oh, this whole yeah. thing will, calm down and right. people will be able to relive in a in a better more comfortable way but but for now you know it's a pretty scary thing out there you know there's some people that aren't worried about it but my wife and i you know we have to be cautious about Absolutely. it we have to be careful yeah, yeah. No, absolutely now i i heard that you auditioned along with over 1100 people to get the role oh yeah yeah there was 1100 young actors that were interviewed Okay. okay, not all audition got the oh. opportunity to audition, but eleven hundred wow. were interviewed. I mean, you think about it, that's pretty stiff competition. Wow. Yeah. And when I was hired, the executive producer who was his name was William Dozier, he said to me, Bert, would you like to know why we decided to go with you? And and I said, Yes, sir, I would, you know. And he said, Well, we thought about it. And forgetting television now, 
if there really was a rock i mean like the yeah. real thing that not television not script right. the real thing we think that you personally would be it wow really I said yes they said you have a natural vitality you have an incredible energy you have a boyish way everything that we envision yeah. for that character we see in you so what we want you to do is only okay be yourself and be enthusiastic okay. and that's what i did for 120 episodes right and, and as a result even though i'd been studying acting and i studied professionally studied ucla studying you know lots of study i hadn't actually done anything because i was studying you know to really really become a really good actor but what ended up happening is they didn't want me to act they just wanted me to be myself right so let me give you an example of how that happened so you know we've got the batmobile and we you know we slide down the bat poles yeah. you know what i mean and initially open the door and get in but over time i said hey why do i need to just jump over the door yeah. and i would jump in and out of the bat uh, batmobile right. and then in the very first episode against the Riddler, right where we're about to break into this museum, yeah. we're going to break through the windows because we felt that the Riddler was uh, hijacking the museum art and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, we drive up outside this warehouse, and instead of getting out of the car, instead of jumping over, I did. Yeah. I stood up, okay, on the seat and then on the door and walked on the tail fin out <laughs> to the end and jumped down, yeah. okay? Well, the crew said, wait a minute, cut, cut, cut. You didn't tell us you were going to do that, Bert. Right. We thought you were getting out the door. We're ready to go. You know, we, you're going to, we couldn't follow you. We got to do that again, right? We got it again. We shot it. And it turned out great because it was spontaneous. Yeah. It was natural. Uh, and and I'll, I'll tell you something. The only thing that went wrong there was behind the scene was George Barris with three of his crew members having near heart attacks that I was going to either ruin their paint job, or scuff up or, 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 or make a dent in that delicate tail fin. I mean, they were panicking that, oh my God, this guy's gonna ruin our Batmobile. How, how many Batmobiles did they actually have? Just the they one? had three. Yeah, three. three. Okay. Yeah, okay. And, and, uh, but they weren't finished on the inside. I mean, they were finished enough yeah. to photograph, but, and, and they were, I mean, the seats were great and the dashboard's great, but I mean, in terms of like carpeting on the floor and stuff, they didn't have that because they had the cameras to right. be able to shoot up and there and light you know what i mean it's like if you have a, a camera on you you have to get light on your face sometimes they light from underneath as well as from on top so it becomes a very even light <clears throat> but uh you know and the batmobile was uh, uh, you know it was a real car and it went really fast you know it was right. it was very special oh that's cool did they let you take it out for a spin no because remember i was only 15 and a half well okay <laughs> Right. right, but but the, I did get to drive. There was there was time in Batman in one of the episodes that, that he had been yeah. kidnapped. Right, that's right. And um, and and that and that one actually Alfred drove it. But I've had a couple in the very first episode. In when we pull up to this uh, whiskey, it was like whiskey a go go out in L.A. Only uh, well, what a way to go go is it, it yeah. take off a game. <laughs> Right. And uh, and Batman go. That's where he does the Batusi, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, when he leaves, we don't we don't let a parking attendant park the car. I you know start it up and I pull and park it you know in the back of the right. uh, nightclub. But uh, but other than that, I wasn't supposed to drive it. In one episode, I did become 16, okay. and I got my driver's license. That's when uh, Bruce Wayne gave Dick Grayson the, this brand new convertible. Right. That's right. Yeah. Now you are black belt, right? In martial arts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, you had that 
already when you were filming the show, correct? I was uh, I was brown belt when I when I tried out for the part. Okay, right. later on became a black belt, and I'll you know a couple of interesting things. One, uh, five years ago in 2015, I was inducted into the International Karate and Kickboxing Hall of Fame. Oh, that's which great! Was a great honor. I have a giant trophy on my right. wall. Really a great honor. But something, a very interesting trivia for you and for your viewers is that I lived in the same complex of condos that Bruce Lee lived in. Oh, wow. I knew Bruce Lee. Right. I sparred with Bruce Lee, separate of the television show. Okay. And um, at the time, his his wife, Linda, and, um, you know, his son was like six months old. We would go down to Chinatown, Brandon, and we'd have... Chinese food and because Bruce had lived in Hong Kong for 10 years he always ordered everything that wasn't even on the menu uh, but 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 a piece of trivia for you you know as of course everybody knows that Bruce Lee became by far the most famous cinema right. martial artist in the entire world yeah. I mean every, oh, Enter the Dragon all these wonderful movies yeah. uh, but a piece of trivia is that Bruce Lee's first filmed fight scene of his yeah. career was fighting me on Batman Wow. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, it was one of the episodes. And the reason that happened was the same executive producer, William Dozier, that produced Batman, produced Green Hornet. Green Hornet. Right. And that was going to air in the fall. OK. Yeah. And what a great way to introduce the characters right. yeah. to the public right. by having to make an appearance on Batman. So Van Williams is the Green Hornet. Bruce Lee is Cato. Right. They were on the, one of the episodes. It's a two-parter, so they were in both parts right. of the show, okay? And uh, it was a great, it was great, and everybody just loved it. I mean, nobody, you know, Bruce Lee, oh my gosh, yeah. you know? And then, of course, you know, it became more and more famous. Right. But we were friends also. That's great. How, how intense did those sparring sessions get? Very. It w- they, wouldn't, they wouldn't allow that kind of stuff on the film. They wanted, on Batman, never to be real violence you know simulated like like uh, somebody will pick up a chair and hits it over batman's head he falls down in two minutes he's up right you know what i mean or you we knock a guy over you know a bar thing you know and he falls down in two two seconds he's up again nobody ever gets hurt no no blood nothing that would be real real violence okay so we on on us they absolutely would not allow anything that looked real we had to do our very big kind of stuff Right. You know, that uh, it's, I mean, it was the style of Batman. Yeah. You know, right. it was bigger yeah. than life, you know. Right. He, and that's another thing. Kids just love the hero worship. My gosh. You know, and, and it's so funny because I think children related more to me than Batman. And I'll tell you why. Because the kid, you know, and, and he sees Batman and Robin, you know, running around and driving around and climbing yeah. walls. That young boy or girl, they go into the bathroom, they look in the mirror. They're not six foot four. Right. They're not over 16 and have a driver's license. Right. So they couldn't do the things that Batman did, but they could ride in the Batmobile. They couldn't climb along with Batman. In other words, they could do the things that Robin got to do. And so a lot of kids loved the Robin character and and Dick Grayson character because they could relate better. It was something, you know, Robin was only 15 and a half. He had a learner's permit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Now, uh, one of my favorite things in the show was the window cameo. Oh, I, yes. Yeah, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. Well, Lord what happened, the, the reason Noel that came about was because so many Hollywood celebrities wanted to be on our show, and there weren't enough roles. I mean, right. we only, I mean, they first it was one villain a week, 
Yeah. And then they would have sometimes a villain would, would team up with another villain. Right. But still, in comparison to the number of people who wanted to be on our show, it was like a drop in the bucket. So the producers were pretty smart. They said, okay, how do we get some of these other celebrities yeah. into the show? Well, the famous scene walking up the window, the very first one, Sammy Davis Jr. That's okay. Start, yeah. Yeah. And so many others, yeah. <clears throat> countless others, you know, uh, Colonel Clank, Lurch, yeah. Betty White, uh, Don Ho, Dick Clark. Yeah. I mean, just, just, just Jerry Lewis. I mean, there's so many people that were on our show. And for me, I was like a kid in the candy store. Every one of these celebrities every week, I got to talk to because the way it works on a, on a television set is that you sit around for 45 minutes while they're lighting and then you work for 30 seconds. Right. <laughs> then you sit around for another 45 minutes. Then yeah. you work for 30 seconds. Right. You do that all day long. Oh my gosh. But the one benefit that Adam and I had was that the, the complexity of the, you know, these heinous things that we were up against, you know what I mean? Yeah. where you know, birthday cakes that were in quicksand and right. all of these things that we were up against it took so much time for the producers and the director and the special effects people that on the rest of the show like the dialogue not one director ever told me how to say a line okay you know very much in in acting the a director would say well you know you know i think the character might have this motivation yeah. or can you stress this or this didn't seem to come across no, they were too panicking trying to get all the effects to work. Right. But what happened is Adam and I had a natural chemistry, an amazing. When I first met him, we screen tested together. When I met him, which is 15 minutes before we worked, wow. I, we sat down together, started to talk. Within five minutes, the two of us were laughing. Right. And for over 50 years, we never stopped laughing. That's, That's how much we were. Yeah. So when we would do a scene, if Adam was extra stoic or whatever i would react counter to it right. in other words and it was always totally fresh you can't you can't act something yeah. that's that real we made it real yeah. we lived we used to say to our to, to people that we put on our tights to put on the world okay yeah. <clears throat> we're the only superheroes that wore our underwear on the outside of us right. right but but we would try to reach through that television set and reach those kids and really emotionally connect with them. Oh, that's why it was so huge, the right. success of Batman. You know, it wasn't just something that you sit back and watch. Kids were involved. They're jumping on their couch. Right. They've got their, their bath towel with a clothespin yeah. on their under the neck. I mean, they're really into this. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have been like, you know, like on the edge of my seat waiting. Oh my, how, is, how are they going to get out of it next week? Thank oh, you. I was so able, worried. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, like thank they you. were very worried children were yeah. worried that something bad was going to happen to Batman right. or probably their parents were saying, no, no. It's right. a television show. Yeah. Don't know. The right. kids, we had such a, um, a connection to them that they they felt the good and the bad and they worried with us children right. yeah. with, with these things that we were under. We were in like being pulled apart or made into yeah. books or right. I mean, every, every gosh, all yeah. thing you could imagine right. was happening to Batman and Robin and, and kids were yeah. like, Oh no. Oh my gosh. How are they going to, how are we going to save them? Oh my right. goodness. Yeah. Thankfully, I, since I watched it in syndication, they would be like, you know, two episodes an hour. So all I had right. to, be a commercial break to see what happened. Thankfully enough to wait a, a whole week. But right. uh, the last question, since, since your show, they made a ton of Batman, you know, cartoons, movies, you know, this and that. Have you yeah. watched like the Batman movies? And sure, sure. Yeah. I, and, and I have great respect for Warner Brothers. 
They've done a fantastic job. These are big movies. They're a different style because they went for a different audience. Right. We went for mom, dad, the yes, kids, yeah. teen. We went for the whole broad right. spectrum of an yeah. audience. Okay. The movies that you would normally go to at a theater, they find that there's a lot of teenagers and college kids and it's a date type thing. Some older people, yeah. few younger people, but they made them darker. They thought somehow that that would work better for their, for their business model. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I think uh, everyone they've done is magnificently done. They've, when you spend hundreds of millions of dollars, you obviously got to get something, yeah. right? Right. But in terms of uh, the, like the character people say to me all the time, well, who do you think was the best Batman? I said, well, you know, there's a, a whole bunch of great actors that portrayed Batman. But in reality, there was really only one Batman. That was Adam West. Right. Yeah. So true. Adam used to love that when I said that on stage about him. You know, yeah. in <laughs> fact, let me tell you what he would do. He, he sure. was such a funny guy um, at these events. And we did, well, you know, 7,000. One of the things that we would do is do these panels where um, we would come out on stage at these, whether it's a comic con or a car show, they would set something up and they would have hundreds of people with seats and everything, because, you know, that that was just the way they planned it, where you could sit down and actually hear the celebrities talk about things. Excuse me. So what happened was Adam and I had this kind of a shtick that we would do together where he would come out first they'd introduce me you know what i mean and then everybody oh you know know, robin all this yes hello and great to be here and you all look great and all of this kind of stuff and i say now i would like to introduce the senior member of the dynamic duo you know what i mean uh greatest crime fighter of all time my dear friend adam west that man right so he he had such an amazing sense of humor oh my gosh adam very suggestive sense of humor. Okay. His sure. eyes open when he starts to talk. Okay. Yeah. So he would come out on the stage and he would walk right up to the edge of the stage and like preen, right? Okay. And listen to that. And he say, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to stand here a few extra moments and let you admire my incredible crime fighting physique. <laughs> and people laugh, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. I mean, nobody's expecting this. You have to understand, yeah. he always kept people off guard. Then he would say something like this. Would you like to know what my secret is to this great crime fighting physique? And people, yeah, 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 yeah. He says, every morning I have a bowl of Burt Ward's Gentle Giants dog food. And it keeps me in shape. And of course, everybody's laughing. Right. And, and the way he said it, he was just naturally funny. Such a funny man. And the more rigid and more grand and more he thought he thought of himself like uh like a prime minister or something. I mean, right. he thought of himself in very grand terms. He was not just regular human being here. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That uh, that that made it more funny. Right. Because you know it was such a contrast. You know, and because the more grand he was, the more I was down to earth. Right. And the right. two of us, the, the contrast was enormous. Yeah. And if you think about it, in all the great comic duos in history, there's always been contrast. Yeah. Laurel and Hardy. Right. Said, right fat you yeah. know uh, the uh, uh uh like johnny carson ed mcmahon they had a different you know they had a, their right. own chemistry together uh so many of the comic duos it's always in an opposites and it's that that contrast right. of in the case in my case with adam 
very slow, deliberate, yeah. just so grand, bigger than life. And Robin, like this, and ready to go. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, wow, you know, how do these guys get along? You right. know? Yeah, like Jackie Gleason, Ed Norton on the Honeymooners. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Great comic duos had contrast right. between them. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, Abbott Costello. Yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? Another two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but great, uh, great contrast. Yeah, gentlegiantsdogfood.com. Pick it yeah, up. Yeah, and now Gentle Giants Pet Food Products. Right. Com. Yeah, that's our new Shopify site. It's just now gone up, and it's going to have our our cat food. Literally at the end of this week, it'll be available, so people can go online and get that, and they can get our dog food. And we are shipping it very fresh to them right after it's made. They're getting incredibly fresh food, much fresher than been sitting in a warehouse for somebody for six months full of grease and yeah. fat on the inside and outside. No, we, we, we're all about loving animals. And you know, I'll tell you something, the longer you have your pet, the more attached you get to that pet. Let me tell you something, yeah. people really love their dogs and really love their cats. I absolutely appreciate it, but Bert, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Well, it's been a pleasure and uh, I've enjoyed it. And uh, I wish you the best with your dog and your family and stuff like that. And if you need any advice, give us a call. We'll be here fighting heinous villains wherever they show their hideous heads. And a special thanks to Bert for joining me today. I mean, he was such a nice guy that after the episode, he spoke with my son Zach for about five minutes about SpongeBob. Bert voiced the young Barnacle Boy in one episode, and Zach and myself are both a huge SpongeBob fans, so that was really nice of him. You can go to GentleGiantsDogFood.com to purchase the dog food and also the cat food. It's everywhere now. And if you have a guest suggestion, you can hit me up on Twitter at the first Noel 19 or like the page will be my youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. I'd appreciate it. If you don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Show's on SoundCloud, it's also on Podbean. And go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com for all your merchandise. And I also started a new web show called The Living the Cards. It's an unboxing of certain non-sports trading cards. Our first episode with Stuart Pankin from Dinosaurs came out last week. Check it out on YouTube. Just search Reliving the Cards. A new episode of Reliving My Youth comes out every week. We'll see you next week. Stay safe, everyone.